your host, Kara Ritchie. How are y'all doing? One day closer to the start of the college football season for, well, pretty much everybody, with the exception of the teams that uh, got the action underway in week zero. This week is a good week. I feel good. I hope you feel good. And I hope you remember the way that you feel right now in this moment. All positivity, happiness, joy, sunshine. So we've got a question of the day that's probably going to get you uh, in your feels, make you a little bit mad. So <laughs> relish, relish these next few minutes uh, before we dive into today's question on the Workday Red Zone. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today on The Ticket. KDA 970 AM along with 953-969 and 1041 KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, uh, you can take us with you on the go by downloading the TuneIn app and searching for KNEA. If you want to shout out us today, that's really easy. You can call us, 870-930-3776. Of course, we're also on social media where you can comment there with uh, some of your answers or feedback. Facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. One place to head. Also on Twitter, at Kara underscore Richie or by searching for the hashtag WDRZ. I'm Kara Ritchie. I'm joined in studio by producer Cade Carlton. Good afternoon. So everybody, I think, all set up, ready to go. Game week, full day of shows, busy stuff on the horizon. We might as well tell you what's in store today. Uh, coming up, one thirty today we'll have our weekly chat with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. So looking forward to that. Something of, of note today that we're going to be following. Obviously, we're, we're not there because we're in studio uh, here at KNEA, but... Uh, Butch Jones having his first weekly press conference today ahead of the UCA game. That's at 1230. Uh, So fingers crossed maybe we're going to see a depth chart. I don't know. I'm hoping, but I don't know. Uh, So we'll wait and see if if that's the case. And also throughout the show today, uh, we'll be bringing you updates from uh, the the many A-State media members that will be there on site. So we'll keep Twitter up. We'll keep you posted on everything going on. We'll keep you posted on the NFL cuts that are going on as well as it's cut day. Uh, So those are two of the big things going on right now, both locally and nationally, to keep tabs on throughout the program. Uh, Elsewhere, looking at uh, what's going on for teams around these parts, A-State football back at practice today. So looking forward to hopefully uh, maybe being able to touch base with Coach Butch Jones after that to see how he's feeling leading up to game week since, of course, won't be able to make it there to see him uh, for his press conference. Again, just a reminder, Saturday's kickoff is at 6 o'clock. Meanwhile, yesterday, Arkansas head football coach Sam Pittman went through his media duties and previewed the Rice game, weighed in on his roster. Uh, He still believes that several of his players that have been hampered are going to be in action for the season opener. Since it's game week, he feels like they can get back on Saturday. However, uh, defensive tackle John Ridgway does not look like he's going to be one of those guys. He's doubtful due to a recent appendectomy. Last night in baseball, solid start for the Cardinals in their series at Cincinnati as St. Louis claimed a 3-1 win. So teams back in action tonight at 540 on 95-9 the Wolf. I'm going to say this a couple times during the show, but that was one of my favorite games last night. A win, done at 830. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah because it started at like yes! five fifteen yes! or whatever yeah I, I had time to read a couple chapters of a new book i went to the library yesterday <laughs> after work i was able to read a, a couple chapters of of a new book i still had time to watch all the game 
um, interacted with people on social media talking about the game, still had time to read, to play with the dog, all that good stuff. This was, I need every game from now on to be over at 830. Never, ever, ever going to happen. A uh, couple of things about today's question. Again, one, <laughs> it might put you in a bad mood. Because sometimes it seems like questions like this kind of kind of spiral and you'll start thinking about things that frustrated you in the past and you'll start with one thing and then it builds to two things and then you're thinking about five things, ten things, twenty things. Apologies in advance if we put you in a funk today. Uh, not Not the meaning, not the purpose of our show, but... We will have phone lines open throughout a good chunk of the program if you if you need to get anything off your chest. And then two, you guys are going to know pretty quickly where the inspiration for today's KavanaughCars.com question comes from. One, you're smart anyways, but uh, also two, it's pretty obvious. So today's question, what's the most frustrating loss you've ever sat through as a fan? This does not have to be a football answer. It does not have to be an A-State answer. Because obviously this is for, for any fan that wants to chime in. So there's a lot of different directions you can go in this. Because not all losses are, are created the same, right? I think everybody's gone out and watched their, their team at some point in time just kind of get the brakes beat off of them. You know, you go out and you play a team and that team is just better than you. And they execute better than you. And they've got more confidence than you. And they're better coached than you. And they just... And, it, and it's not fun, but you get it. You understand why your team lost. There's also uh, other things that... Uh, other kinds of losses. You know, there's a lot of different ways to lose. But one of the most frustrating things to see ever as a fan is to watch your team, you know, snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, to watch your team show up and just completely look unprepared. And to know for a fact that if, if there was a game that got played, if that particular game got played a hundred more times, that might be the only time your team would ever lose. But again, what's the most frustrating loss you've ever sat through as a fan? It's today's KavanaughCars.com question. Some of you already have threads on your response <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> so... So it's going to be one of those kind of days on the phone and on social media. Just, oh, we're here until 2. Let it all out. We're here for you. Uh, we we will take your answers. We'll help you work through it today here on the Workday Red Zone. Uh, I'm curious, obviously, how many of you are still triggered by the 2016 loss to UCA? Because, of course, these teams played last year. And Arkansas State came out on top in that one like they were supposed to. It was a uh, fairly decisive win. 50-27 to 27 was the final last year. But even with that being said, for so many of you, when you're talking about a game between the Red Wolves and the Bears, what happened last year is not going to stand out. Well, there was just so much other stuff going on last year anyways yes. that, that there's going to be there's going to be years in the future where we're going back and trying to recap a 2020 season, and it just feels like a blur across all sports, across all levels. But that 2016 game still stands out for so many reasons. Since I've already been looking at this box score today and getting all miserable and in my feelings, I'm going to drag you guys there with me. So just to refresh what happened at Centennial Bank Stadium on September the 24th of 2016, it was a 28-23 final. 
this was a game where Arkansas State started out uh, well enough in the fact that at one point in time it was a 16-7 to lead. That was after one quarter. A-State started strong in the first quarter, only to see UCA charge back in the second quarter and then early right after the half as well. So it was 16-16 to with about six minutes to play in the third quarter. Okay, no big deal. A-State answered back immediately, just like they were supposed to. In fact, it took all of 50 seconds after UCA to tie it up for Cameron Eccles Looper to uh, haul in a 58-yard pass from Justice Hansen and take the lead again. So pretty good stuff. All right. A-State was going to finish strong, right? 20 more minutes a game. They could hold on to it. Well, UCA scored fairly early in the fourth quarter, but... A-State was given even another break there in that they missed the extra point. So with 13 minutes and 12 seconds left in the fourth quarter, A-State had a 23-21 edge. You just have to hold on at that point in time. You just got to hold on against an FCS opponent. What happens? Arkansas State gets the... Ball to start that next drive. They have an explosive play right out of the gate. Hanson to Justice Sanders, or excuse me, Justice Hanson to Kendall Sanders for 44 yards. Now he stays in the red zone. Looking to build on what was already a lead. Just right out of the red zone, ready to score again. Seal the deal. Except A-State fumbled and it was recovered by UCA. So they get the ball back. There's less than 12 minutes to go, which, of course, is a ton of time. But there's 86 yards of field to go, right? A-State can stop an FCS team from moving 86 yards down the field, right? We know what happened after that, of course, though. UCA scored. It was on a touchdown pass to Brandon Cox, who had been there with the A-State program before transferring back closer to home and playing for UCA. So... With six and a half minutes to go, UCA was up 28-23. So, again, A-State, an FBS team, surely they could put together a 70-yard drive and be able to score, right? Surely A-State could do that, right? Except, during that drive, there were a couple of miscues. There was a holding penalty on A-State. There was a fumble by Justice Hansen. It was recovered by A-State. But what happened on on the very next play? UCA picked it off. All they had to do was really run out some clock. They weren't able to get a first down on their their next drive, but it was a minute and 46 left on the clock, so it wasn't necessarily that crucial to do so. After they kind of hung out for a couple of minutes (laughs) after the interception. A-State still got the ball back with 38 seconds to go. Still one last chance for Arkansas State to put together a drive against an FCS opponent to be able to win that game. But I think we all know how that happens, what happened there, what the outcome was there. And that is one that, for many people, will always be the answer to this question. Let's shout at Big Dave, who's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Big Dave, how are you today? Well, you're stealing all my thunder. <laughs> you know, I'm gone. 
uh, yeah, uh, that that was definitely the most frustrating loss I've ever sat through. I was I was fit to be tied. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the way, and then you know, I think it was the very next week we we got behind, and then all of a sudden, Hanson made that miraculous run and 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 saved the season. Yeah, wasn't that it? Yeah, that was so. The UCA loss put A State at zero and four to open the 2016 season, and then the very next game was against Georgia Southern. And to be honest with you, that Georgia Southern game was probably uglier than the UCA game. But A State had that break right at the end where Justice Hansen had that scramble, and then you had that Omar Bayless catch in the end zone for his first career touchdown, and they just the outcome. The game was just as ugly, but the outcome sure was a heck of a lot better. Yeah, it was, uh, wow. Yeah, that one, uh, I mean, when you mentioned that, that was the first thing that came to my mind was, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that was a that was a bad one. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh... Again, that's one of the ones that's, that's hard to shake off, even all these years later. Even though there's, there's a win uh, for A-State in this series since then, it's still one that kind of eats at you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can't help but. Yeah, no doubt. All right. So, what a, what, on a positive note, what, uh, <laughs> you know, that season did end pretty well for us. So, uh, it, you know, it was, it was, uh, I guess maybe we need that kick in the pants to get our engine going. <laughs> yeah, I get, I think after that game, like they, they did. They did everything short of, of, I think, calling in an exorcist to Centennial Bank Stadium. Like, I don't know if they necessarily burned Sage, but they they had some team meetings and, and did some stuff that teams don't normally do uh, <laughs> after a loss. But uh, they... Was that, was, was that Anderson's first year here? No, it was his third. His third. Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, hey, uh, doesn't look like uh, our Cardinals or, or my Indians are are, are going to make the playoffs, so uh, we're just playing them out now. Well, I don't know if the Cardinals know what they're doing at this point in time. Every time, Big Dave, every time I feel like I'm just absolutely ready to quit on this team, something happens, and next thing you know, the standings don't look near as bad as you can expect. For all of all of the Cardinals' issues this year, they're somehow only two and a half games back of the wild card. You know that's true. They 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 still got a shot if they could just put some wins together. Yeah, it's not out of the question. It is not at all. So hey, we just have to keep keeping the faith. No doubt, no doubt. All right, y'all have a great day. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for shouting at us, Big Dave. We appreciate you listening today. Nine three zero three seven seven six. A day to just get it all off your chest. What's the most frustrating loss you've ever sat through as a fan? David's with us on the phone. How are you? I'm good. That was one of the most frustrating losses. Uh, I was going to ask you: Is that the year that they won the Cure Bowl? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So okay. it was. It was zero and four. And then six straight wins, and then that really frustrating loss to the Cajuns, and then closed it out with a win against uh, Texas State, and then a win in the Cure Bowl. 
I know there's there were probably more frustrating losses before that during the Hollis years and uh, some of those years back in the late '80s, early '90s. But uh, that one that one hurt for sure. Yeah. To start the season zero and four, it looked pretty bleak that year. It it really did because some of those games were just. I mean, you start out the season just getting your butt kicked. A-State got their butt kicked in the season opener. That was against Toledo, who, I mean, I still get triggered every time I see the word Toledo in print. And then they went to Auburn, and that game went about like you would expect. But then almost just as frustrating as the UCA game was the game the week before it where A-State went to Utah State and had was that a game where they set a record for the like the most penalties in program history if it wasn't it was close I it was, think so it was awful what year, to watch. what year was it that we beat Utah State here uh the season before that I believe in 15 so Anderson was here then yes Anderson's first year was in 2014 and I apologize right. uh the Utah Utah State game here was his first season so 2014. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. You may have already talked about it. Is there a press conference today with Mitch Jones? There is. It starts at 1230. So, um, obviously, we're here in studio and not on site. But we're, I've got, you know, a Twitter feed pulled up for every single A-State media member. So, if we see any uh, any notes from, from social media, we'll pass those along. Okay. Have you heard anything on ticket sales for this game? I have not. You know what? And, and if we get a opportunity to talk with Tom Bowen tomorrow, we'll ask him. Uh, but I, I haven't at this point. Well, I was out there a couple weeks ago and upgraded my seats, and uh, they said that the sales were going good, but they didn't give me any details when I asked. I just sure. wondered if, they, if they're feeling pretty good about attendance for Saturday. I hope so. Season opener, things back to as normal as they can be right now. Um, I, I hope for a good crowd. I do too. Well, I'm looking for a big win Saturday. I hope we take no prisoners. I'm there with you. I still it's it's going to take a few more wins to kind of exercise these 2016 demons. So I'm hoping that uh, Saturday continues to be another another step on that path. And I, and I want revenge on Memphis too. Speaking to the choir. <laughs> I think I think in the last time we played Memphis was that game at Memphis. Uh, I mean, last year that was the season opener, but prior to that, it had been. Oh, it was. Yeah, last I, I know. Again, last year feels like a blur in in the wildest way, but uh, that was. That's the, right. It was at Memphis. Yeah, that That's was right. the season was opener Memphis. there, and then. But prior to that, you know, it was the Harson year that was also memorable for all the wrong reasons. That's the one that I remember. And I was sitting in the the end zone, burning up in the heat, watching us get killed. Very unpleasant experience. Yeah. David. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. One more phone call here, and then we'll hit, need to hit pause. But Bootsy's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. He's watched a lot of A-State games over the years, so I'm sure he's got an answer to our question. Bootsy, what's the most frustrating loss you've ever set through as a fan? Uh, <laughs> that, well, there's been a lot of frustrating ones. But I will say that the UCA, the UCA loss was the most recent one. There's been a lot of frustrating losses over the many decades I've been watching A-State football. Uh, it's interesting. I just come in from a walk, and I turn the radio on, and 
you were talking about this game, and I just got sick to my stomach here. <laughs> I'm sorry. And, 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 and when I come in for a walk, typically I'll lose between two and seven pounds of fluid. So I was in no position to lose any additional fluid due to severe gastrointestinal upheaval. But uh, I managed to pull myself together and make this phone call. <laughs> One thing I want to say about that UCA game is that there are people that jumped off of Blake's uh, bandwagon right then and never came back. Mm-hmm. And I don't, for case in point, I don't know who the people were that, remember when, whenever we scored a touchdown, there'd be a, can, you know, there'd be a fireworks go yeah. off. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> well, at the end of the UCA game, that, that loss, they put on like a two or three minute display of fireworks. And looking back on it, what they were saying was, you know what? We're going to use up everything we've got because we're not coming back. And to my memory, there hasn't been a single fireworks display since. So I hope that those people come back, and I I would like to see the fireworks again. I I hope that there's been a rejuvenation of of fan interest. Uh, But you know what, to be honest, Kara, and typically I'm an optimistic realist, Mm -hmm. or maybe I'm a realistic optimist, I don't believe we'll sell out a single game this year because we've had opportunities to sell out games in the past and we didn't do it. Now, when you add the COVID factor to it, there's still going to be a lot of people. Even though interest is up, there's still going to be a lot of people just not willing to go to games with this, uh, you know, with the rise in COVID. So I don't expect to sell out. I expect some good crowds. Mm-hmm. I hope that the crowds are lively, and I hope I'm wrong about this, by the way. But uh, I just, there's just, I just don't. Until we do it, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. I'll put it that way. I, I think one, the way the schedule sets up. Again, I've said this so many times: if the schedule was flipped, a <laughs> state would be in such a, a better situation. But you know, the season opener, you hope for good excitement there. You, you hope for good support, but. Um, one of the things with, with getting used to not having something in your life, and, and a lot of people did not go to live sporting events last year for whatever reason, is that sometimes you just don't get back into that habit. There's going to be people yeah. who quit going to sports or concerts or bars or whatever last year that never make that a priority again ever in their life. And there's not really anything you do you can do to, to get back those people. Um, I, I think there's going to be a great crowd next weekend for Memphis, but I do think some of that will be part of the Memphis contingent coming in. And then, of course, the way this schedule is set up, two of your uh, best, what should be your best games in, on paper in Jonesboro against the Cajuns and against Coastal, those are midweek games, and those are always a tough yeah. sell. So <laughs> yeah. so by the time yeah. A-State gets back home, it's going to be November. Who knows what the weather is going to be like? There's going to be people that want to go hunt and have other things to do, and it's just uh, the only thing that might change it is is a whole lot of wins. You know, winning kind of fixes everything. If A-State has... Uh, if A-State looks like they could get to double-digit wins again and and this team is wrapping up the season, you know, November 27th against Texas State and has played really, really, really well, then we might see a great crowd that day. It's just TBD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just the, that's the, that's the long and the short of it. We just uh, Our fans are terrific. Our, I'll put our fans, our diehard fans against anybody's. We just don't have enough, <laughs> you know. We just we just don't have enough. So, but anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday, and I hope that we dominate. I think we will. 
we can ill afford to lose this game. <laughs> just, let's just be honest. You know, you, you know these must wins. They talk about must wins. This is a game that we cannot lose, just for uh, the sake of guys. But how people feel about yeah. the status of the program, yeah. regardless of what we do, you know, next, you know, because after that last, you say when we went on to win seven of our, of our next eight conference games, but still, you did just to this day that loss just. And the fact is that they that line of scrimmage dominated ours. Plus, we had I don't know four, five, six turnovers. We had untimely penalties. It was just a recipe for a loss, and uh, we uh, we certainly fulfilled that. But yeah, it is definitely the most frustrating. I mean, the most recent frustrating loss. But again, Kara, I've seen some. I mean, I could name the, the Richmond loss. I mean the. The Utah State loss, where we had a three touchdown lead in the second half, and they came back on us by running the football, and it we didn't even turn the ball on. You know, they didn't pass their way; they ran their way back into it. I can talk to you about. I mean, I could go on. Yeah. I could go on and on. Yeah. The SMU loss, where we thought, "Gee, we're going to get us a win." SMU was down; we were down. They beat us like fifty-five to seventeen. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's just I could I could just go on and on and on and on. But yes, as far as most recent memory, uh, the UCA loss is is the worst in the last probably ten years for sure. Well, Bootsy, I'm really sorry we we upset you today, but we do appreciate you listening and, and calling in, anyways. Yeah, that was a tough one because I was already weak, and boy, that was like <laughs> a punch to the gut. <laughs> Thanks for putting up right. with us, Bootsy. Always good to hear from you. Thank you. All right. Uh, I knew you all would want to get some stuff off your chest today. You did. Uh, because of that, though, we're a little bit overdue for a break. So let's hit one. We'll be back in a moment here on the Workday Red Zone. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Attention, ticket. members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Toyota is leading the way. Save up to $750 on a 2021 Toyota RAV4. Or take advantage of 2.49% financing for up to 72 months. Plus, let your favorite Central Toyota salesperson put you behind the wheel of a certified pre-owned vehicle today. Central Toyota, home of meter beat pricing. Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Orville's Men's Store is having their last holiday of the summer sale, September 1st through the 4th. There's end of summer savings with 20% off the entire store. Save on brands like Mizzen and Maine, Barber, Johnny O, and Martin Dingman. That's 20% off all merchandise and 75% off select merchandise. Dress with the best at Orville's Men's Store last holiday of the summer sale. This Wednesday through Saturday. Orville's Men's Store next to Steamroller at 2612 East Nettleton in Jonesboro. Find them on Facebook and Orville's MS.com. 
At Gazaway Ace on West Kings Highway in Paragould and Hilltop in Jonesboro, we have you covered whatever the project. Gazaway Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks in your neighborhood. And helping you is the most important thing we do every day. There's still lots of warm weather ahead, and football is almost here. Gazaway Ace is your outdoor cooking headquarters with name brands like Traeger, Weber, and the Big Green Egg. Kick off the tailgate season with a grill you've always wanted at Gazaway Ace, Hilltop in Jonesboro, and West Kings Highway in Paragould. Gazaway Ace is the place you want to go. Go Gazaway. Hey, it's Brandon Baxter for Elite Men's Health in Jonesboro. Guys, if you want to lose weight and get in shape for summer, you need to go by Elite Men's Health. We've all heard the talk about how women's hormones change as they get older, but guys, guess what? That happens to us too. Most men begin to see a drop in testosterone by the age of 30 and some even before that. So why put in all that hard work if your testosterone isn't working for you? I mean, it's going to be harder to lose weight, to burn fat, and perform at your peak if your testosterone level is too low. If you feel run down and tired all the time, if you feel like you have less strength or less endurance, and if you're struggling to lose weight, you might have low testosterone. Elite Men's Health worked for me. My free testosterone level is up over 300%. Go by Elite for an evaluation, and if your T-levels are low, let them develop a plan that's perfect for your body. If you want to feel like you did when you were in your late teens and early 20s, head to Elite Men's Health. In their new location, 2203 East Nettleton in Jonesboro, right next door to Rob Taylor State Farm. Or check out EliteMensHealth.com. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Richie, Kate, Carlton hanging out with you today. Eagerly awaiting the start of Butch Jones' first weekly press conference. Because that happens uh, right now, in fact. 12.30. They should be getting into it. I'm not sure if this means we're going to see game notes today. If we're going to see a depth chart today. If that won't happen until tomorrow. But, But just in case. I got the Twitter scroll on. I have my phone in my hand for an email to pop up. Like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready in case something hits the inbox. All that being said, as excited, I am to see this, as excited as I am to see this step chart for the first time, I am like 99.95% sure that it's going to have an or by the quarterbacks. Because more and yeah. more, it seems like we've built this up in the offseason. The more and more, I feel like we're not going to get a clear answer until the very first guy takes the very first snap. In the very first quarter against Central Arkansas. Now, to be fa- to be clear, an or on the depth chart does not mean we're going to see what we saw last year with A-State rotating QBs. That's, that's not what I mean. I just mean that Butch Jones is not going to show his cards until he absolutely has to. And that's what I, I think we'll see. I've had my phone in my hand for like 15 minutes, just in case this email hits the inbox. And since then, I've gotten... A bill from Centerpoint and a bill from City Water and Light. <laughs> so I think if it's okay with everybody else, I might put my phone down for a few minutes uh, because I just I would I would like to hold off on a few more bills here. But yet still, we will keep an eye out for for any of those game notes. And of course, um, following numerous local media members on on Twitter. So if they tweet out anything of note from today's press conference with Butch Jones, we'll make sure and share that with you as well. So. 
looking forward to that. Looking forward to what he says. Ready for, not that I want to wish my life away, but I'm, I would probably be a little bit happier if this was a Friday show instead of a, a Tuesday show. We'd be right there. <laughs> yes. But, uh, but that's all right. Chuck's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. How are you today? I'm doing good, Kara. How about yourself? Hey, we're doing good. Thanks for shouting at us. Hey, man, two more days for my Buckeyes and then four more days for the Red Wolves. There you go. You See, you've got the nice setup this week because you don't have, like, you don't have to deal with dueling broadcasts. You can focus all your attention on one team one day and then focus it all on a different team another day. So you're set. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love Thursday games that way. Man. And as far as your question of the day, I guess it has to be... Uh, well, Chuck, is, as soon as you started to give your answer, you cut out on us just a little bit. So repeat that if you don't mind. Okay, I guess it has to be the 2017 Oklahoma and Ohio State game. Okay. Uh, the year that, which I don't feel like we lost to a better team. But what got my goat is when Baker planted the uh, Oklahoma flag in the middle of the zero. Yeah. That really, and it still fires me up about that. So, y'all still there? Yeah, yeah, we're still listening. Sorry. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. I'm coming across Cobra House. I thought I lost you. No, we're we're still here. We're kind of this is kind of one of those questions where where everybody kind of gets in their feels a little bit. You hear one answer <laughs> and you start thinking about your own answer, and then you get kind of frustrated, and then it just kind of snowballs on you. So, <laughs> right, right, you know. But yeah, that it it didn't bother me that we lost. What bothered me was when he planted the the flag, man. I mean, I thought that was, and it's still. I mean. I, I, on Big Ten, you know, they show a lot of the old games. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch them in the fall or in the winter when football's over. And it's still, every time I see it, man, or think about it, it gets me fired up. So. But enough about that. Um, do you think a death chart will come out today? I don't, well, there's there's usually... I say usually, of course, this is our, our first time kind of figuring out how Butch Jones is going to go through his week. But but in so many years prior, the depth chart would come out in the game notes. And there will be game notes regardless. Um, so I, I would anticipate seeing a depth chart in the game notes. However, um, I, I don't know if that will happen today or tomorrow. And I don't know, again, I, I don't know how much... Butch Jones is going to reveal in that first depth chart. Do you think it'll come out uh, Jackson or... Yes. Instead of telling us who our hatcher, instead of saying who will start. Yes, I think it'll say Blackman or Hatcher, and I think it'll uh, be listed that way because it's alphabetical order. Okay, that's yeah, that's my guess. I don't know where I got Jackson at. But in your opinion, who do you think starts? Man, I go back and forth on this all the time. I, I think it'll be Blackman just because I don't think Jones would have brought him in if he didn't want to see that happen. That being said, my confidence level, 
I, I know that Hatcher had a good week last uh, week, or excuse me, the week before last at the, the scrimmage. So my confidence level in, in picking Blackman is only like fifty-five percent to forty-five percent. It's not. It's not huge, and I'm not going to be surprised either way. Do you think if he doesn't start this year, not Blackman, but if Blackman gets the QB one, do you think Hatcher transfers out next year? I don't know. It's too early to say, and I, I don't know enough about him to be able to even speculate on that. There's a lot that can happen in a year. You know, Hatcher has never been named a season-opening starter at Arkansas State, but yet he's a guy with 46 touchdowns to his credit in his career. Right. Well, I'm I'm kind of like you, man. I, I don't... I'm like, yeah, I don't think he would bring him in if he didn't want him to start. So, I mean, why would a quarterback of his caliber come somewhere where he's going to be the backup? Yeah. Yeah. Blackman Blackman undoubtedly has to think that he can win this role, or if not, he never would have showed up on campus to begin with. Right. Well, Karen, I'm pulling into my next stop, ma'am. Thank you for taking my call. Y'all have a great day. Go Red Wolves and go Buckeyes. Hey, thanks for shouting out us, Chuck. Appreciate you. 9303776 is the number to call. We will have phone lines open during the break, but uh, we need to take one of those. We'll be back here in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Has music started to sound different? Are you having to turn up the volume? At Ascent, we offer all hearing aid styles, including rechargeable, completely invisible, low-cost hearing aids. We're offering free in-office demonstrations of the latest rechargeable hearing aids. Come here for yourself. To take advantage of this special offer, call 870-393-5405 or visit AscentJonesboro.com. That's AscentJonesboro.com. I just want to say thank you to all of our customers for all that you do for us at Glensign. Thank you for your business, sending us customers, and your friendship. All of our Glensine families want to say thank you and will always be there for you, sales and service. We realize that you have a choice of dealerships, but no one appreciates your business like we do, and we have since 1954. Glensine, and God bless our troops. Prices all down this hour. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. September corn to 528 down 12 and a quarter with December corn to 529 and a half down 13 and a quarter. September soybeans to 1298 and a quarter down 6 and a half with November soybeans to 1288 down 15 and a quarter. September wheat at 705 and 3 quarters down 3 with December wheat at 718 and 3 quarters down 4 and 3 quarters. October cotton at 9446 down 115 with December cotton at 9248 down 175. September ice at 1312 down 4. November ice at 1338 down 6. Moving on to livestock now, August live cattle 118.75 down 150, with October live cattle 127.10 down 122 and a half. September feeder cattle 163.15 down 90, with October feeder cattle 167.67 and a half down 127 and a half. October lane hogs at 88.75 down 140, December lane hogs at 81.87 and a half down 85. That's your EAB noon market report, brought to you by Farmers and Merchants Bank, field tested and farmer approved. 
Farmers and Merchants Bank history is deeply rooted in agriculture. We understand farming and the importance of properly funding the way you produce and market your products. Whether it's operations, land, equipment, or facilities, make this year the one to grow on with Farmers and Merchants Bank. Find us online at mebanking.com. Field tested, farmer approved. Farmers and Merchants Bank, member FDIC and equal housing lender. soil health principles that can turn your soil into a star performer. Contact your local USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service office today to find out how. This message brought to you by USDA and this radio station. Turn it up and annoy your co-workers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade still with you. Heads up at one uh, thirty today. We're going to talk with the voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, right now, uh, kind of just keeping tabs on what Butch Jones might be saying at his press conference. Uh, Chris Hutchinson, of course, Region 8 Sports Director. Great to keep tabs on right now because he's tweeting out some notes and quotes. Does not appear like that those guys were given a depth chart today. In fact, Butch Jones, a comment here, saying, quote, every position on our team will continue to be a work in progress. I'm going to find out a lot about our team after Saturday night. Again, Chris Hodgson reporting there. So, <laughs> IDK. <laughs> I don't know about that depth chart. We'll see. I tell you what, as we wait to hear updates from Butch Jones, more from his first weekly press conference ahead of Saturday's season opener against UCA. I've got I've got the perfect way to kill time. All right, that's right. It's time to head to the nearest Tim Hortons, turn up your maple syrup, and make it bubble. It's your CFL update. All right, big big news here as we get ready to recap Week Four of CFL action, and it is that there is now one more active A State alum playing in the Great White North right Chris Odom has been moved from the injured list to the active roster so he now joins Cody Grace with Calgary both former Red Wolves showed up in the box score this week as Odom recorded one tackle his very first of CFL action and Cody Grace booted six punts including an almost CFL career long of 58 yards so he's currently fifth in punting average in the league Calgary lost, though, <laughs> because even even the debut of Chris Odom could not make them not terrible. Uh, it was an 18-16 final in Winnipeg. Fun fact, Winnipeg is affectionately known as the Slurpee capital of the world. Moving on. Huge game. Huge game for Mon Shadrick, a.k.a. Money Hunter, with Montreal last Friday. He led the team. With seven total tackles on defense. Yes, that is defense spelled with a C. However, just like Calgary, Montreal's kind of bad. And uh, currently at the bottom of their division standings after a 27-10 loss to the Tiger Cats of Hamilton. This week, 
The Alouettes play at Ottawa, better known as the city that fun forgot, and Calgary hosts Edmonton. We'll cross our fingers for Justin McInnes to finally get healthy and Kevin Thurman, Kyle Wilson, and Ronnie Bingham to be elevated from their practice squads. And that is your CFL update. I'm really disappointed that there's not more like Piffles, Taylors, or whatever that guy's name was on all of these teams. I've been looking around for some more CFL fun facts, and I just feel like feel like lately they just haven't been delivering. We'll see. We'll see if we can step up our game because we've got the CFL season is forever long. We're going to be repeating some of these fun facts. Yeah, it's when like till December, right? It's like week 23 or something. We're going to repeat these. Yeah. We're absolutely going to be repeating some of these fun facts. I just hope everybody is is okay with that. Uh, 9303776 is the number to call. Tell you what, we're starting to see some updates from the press conference on quarterback notes and no 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 no. it's not naming a starter it's just comments on the quarterback so we're going to hit pause here we've got one more break to take this hour and we'll come back and see if we can uh, see other information here from butch jones uh info that you need to know regarding (laughs) to who might be out there on the field saturday against uca more on that when we return keep it right here with us on the workday red zone northeast arkansas sports station is 95.3 the ticket I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The bond between a city and its teams is always strong. But then there's something special about New Orleans and the Saints. After Katrina devastated the city back in 2005, the team became a symbol of its resilience and eventually its comeback. In 2010, Drew Brees led the Saints to a championship. It felt like the whole city won. Now it's being hit by Hurricane Ida. Football is far from the first priority. Right now, we're all worried about keeping people safe, but the season goes on. The Saints had to pack up and move their whole operation to Dallas. They know how to do this at this point. Even in these tough circumstances, they should be ready. They're supposed to host the Packers on September 12th in New Orleans. We'll see if it actually happens. For now, the city will try to get through this storm. Then they have to rebuild again. The Saints aren't there now, but the team is a large part of the heartbeat of this city, and that is never going to change. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Balance of of Nature is the best fruit and vegetable product on the market. What makes us the best? It's not about how many different fruits and vegetables are in each capsule. It's about having the right fruits and vegetables in the right quantities. That's what Balance of Nature has done. Our proprietary blend of fruits and vegetables has been handpicked by Dr. Howard based on his extensive research. Fruits and vegetables are made of hundreds of thousands of phytochemicals that work together to help your cells regenerate better, faster, and stronger. Only fresh whole fruits and vegetables are inside the capsules. You won't find any fillers, binding agents, or preservatives of any kind. You will only find fruits and vegetables the way Mother Nature intended. Start your journey with the best fruit and vegetable product on the market today by going to balanceofnature.com or by calling 1-800-2468-751. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code 
Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Perico get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Perico. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Buick GMC is leading the way. Central Buick GMC has a large selection of pre-owned vehicles, so you can find your perfect ride. Plus, new GMC Yukons and Sierras are being shipped daily to Central Buick GMC. Don't wait. Reserve yours today. Central Buick GMC, home of meet or be pricing on East Parker Road in Jonesboro. Online at centralbuickgmc.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Um, hello? Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. What is the most frustrating loss you've ever sat through as a fan? Today's CavanaughCars.com question. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton, we are we are here for you today. If you need to get it off your chest, nine three zero three seven seven six is our therapy line today, aka the Ritter Communications Hotline, so you can talk it out if you need to. In the meantime, uh, scanning through Twitter here as Chris Hutchinson of KIT, Mitchell Gladstone of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, are tweeting out some of Butch Jones' comments uh, as he is previewing. You know, the season opener and talking about what's going on right now with the Red Wolves. Obviously, he gets asked about the quarterbacks like right off the flip. Haji shares this uh, this quote on the starting quarterback race. Quote, battle is ongoing. Great thing about James Blackman and Lane Hatcher is they're high character individuals and very competitive. We have two talented quarterbacks. The position is going to continue to be a work in progress. A comment from Mitchell Gladstone. Quote, I've been through a lot of quarterback competitions. I feel like we've got... Two quarterbacks. Of course, the tweet by Gladstone, the comment by Butch Jones. Uh, Butch Jones declines to name a starter, but says he'll want to have some continuity and might not play both Lane Hatcher and James Blackman Saturday. I'll be honest. I don't buy that. I don't buy that if this game goes the way it should go, the way that we want it to go as fans. In that case, I think you get you know a, a backup out there and you're not having one guy out there the whole time if it's not a competitive game. So that's the latest there. Again, I don't expect for us to know who's going to start at quarterback on Saturday until we see the first guy out there taking snaps. Today, I think that guy's going to be James Blackman. Tomorrow, I might think that guy's going to be Lane Hatcher. And it might alternate every day, (laughs) multiple times, until we get to kickoff. On Saturday. TBD. The letters that kind of describe. This season. And what is. What is ahead. Again 9303776. The number to call. Meanwhile uh, today is cut day in the NFL. So there's a lot of big news. Coming out. Uh, the biggest news out there nationally. Is the fact that the Patriots cut. Cam Newton. So now Mac Jones is going to be the guy there. In New England. I guess locally, it's kind of just right now trying to keep tabs on the A-State alums who are in the pros. And some bad news to start here 
is one of the updates that I've seen, uh, the Panthers did cut Omar Bayless. There does seem to be some thoughts from some of their fans, some of their bloggers, that he could possibly end up on the practice squad there in Carolina. Because of COVID, practice squads are still a little bit bigger than they have been in years past. You know, they should only be 10 players, but last year, this year, they're up to 16 due to COVID reasons. So it's not necessarily saying right now today that his NFL career is over, but um, he is not making the Carolina Panthers 53-man roster. Elsewhere, I've not seen any recent updates on Forrest Merrill with the Chargers. have not seen any recent updates on Kirk Merritt with, uh, with the Dolphins. So still waiting to see there. Uh, we know that Aaron Donker should be at least on a practice squad roster because he does not count uh, towards their their numbers due to his international player pathway exemption. Um, I did see, in, in terms of kind of other A-State alums, guys that are technically A-State alums, I believe William Bradley King was cut by the Washington football team. However, uh, there are reporters there that believe he can make a practice squad. And an interesting note is Jerry Jacobs, an undrafted free agent yeah. for Detroit, has made their 53-man roster. So I think that's kind of the list right now of A-State alums, uh, with the exception of the guys that we, we know are, are going to be safe in J.D. JD McKissick and, and DeMario Davis. Uh, McKissick, they did cut another, Washington did cut another running back out of that room. Um, so that continues to kind of seem in his place there. DeMario Davis has continued to climb up the list of the top linebackers in the NFL, so there's no concern about him going anywhere. There is, of course, concern for the Saints and what they're going to do right now as they figure out how to navigate the NFL season. It does not start until the, the I guess, the Thursday after next is probably the first game of the season. But uh, there are reports that New Orleans might not be playing at the Superdome for the first month of the season. Even though the Superdome, this is not like Katrina in terms of the Superdome. It's not heavily damaged. It's not a situation where they're having to evacuate people and, and house people who have lost homes or things like that. But I think the general consensus is, Right now, if you have a football game, you are taking resources, you are taking personnel, uh, security, other things like that away from places that probably needed a lot more. In addition, a lot of that city evacuated, so there's a good chance that there are Superdome employees, uh, people that are, are, you know, the state support staff that might not be living in New Orleans right now this moment. They might not be able to get back to their homes. So it could be a little bit before the Saints are able to play there. In um, in New Orleans again, continue to just keep that entire community, that part yeah. of the country, around the Mississippi Gulf Coast, in in your prayers as it's going to be a long recovery for Louisiana, Mississippi, to get back to normal, especially in a situation as we're still battling a global pandemic. Yeah. So you've got a, a huge natural disaster, a global pandemic, all trying to be sorted out at once. Yeah, I'm interested. You know, Tulane already moved their game to Oklahoma, yeah. so I'm interested how long they will have to be away from New Orleans too. That's it's a good question. A messy situation. They don't. They're college kids, so you don't necessarily have the right. resources, the ability to just up and transplant a team like you do with the pros. So stories that will continue to be watched for the next next little bit of time. That wraps up hour number one. We've still got so much more to get to. 
In fact, I'm almost disappointed in us, Cade, that we went an entire hour of this program and have yet to mention Bishop Sycamore. But don't worry. (laughs) We absolutely will touch on that in hour number two. We've also, of course, got a conversation with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, coming up. We'll touch base on the Cardinals. Who knows what this second hour will bring. But keep it here with us. We'll be back in a moment on the Workday Red Zone. This is Will Oswald with your Tuesday Ticket Sports Update from KDA, brought to you by Plans and Tire Service. Arkansas State Women's Basketball has a new member of the staff. Yesterday afternoon, head coach Matt Daniel announcing the arrival of Aaron Campbell as his new director of basketball operations for the upcoming season. Campbell's been in the Arkansas coaching ranks for the past three years in junior and senior high roles, including last season as the Conway Junior High head coach and as an assistant for the senior Lady Wampus Cats program. In baseball, the Cardinals get off to a good start in Cincinnati in their three-game series at Great American Ballpark, a 3-1 win in the opener last night in Cincinnati. National League Player of the Week, Tommy Edmond, led off the game drawing a walk, and Paul Goldschmidt followed it up with a two-run homer to put the cards ahead to stay. John Lester with a great night on the mound, going six and a third, giving up just one run on one hit. That was Kyle Farmer's leadoff homer in the bottom of the second for the Reds. Lester retiring 16th straight at one point to get the victory. Game two of the series this evening, it's Miles Michaels pitching against Cincinnati's Sonny Gray, pregame 445 on 95.9 The Wolf. Bringing the best on tires, that's Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket. Mayor Dodge Crusher Jeep Ram is having its Labor Day sales event going on now. You don't have to pay over MSRP at Baird. Baird has new Dodge Crusher Jeep Rams ready for delivery. And yes, receive a two-night getaway to the Lake Norfolk Inn with your new ride. Baird has the all-new Grand Cherokee L third row in stock, but they are selling fast. So hurry in today and drive the all-new Grand Cherokee L. Also, take advantage of select new Dodge Crusher Jeep Rams that have 0% for 72 months. Baird will buy your trade even if you don't buy ours. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no, no. problem. Problem. Beard has banks with millions of dollars waiting to loan you. Or into one of our Baird locations near you during our Labor Day sales event going on now. And take advantage of the hottest deals of the year and a two-night getaway. Check out our low prices online at buybeard.com or stop by any one of our great locations near you in Arkansas, Paragol, Blyville, West Memphis, in Missouri, Kennett, West Plains, Dexter, and Malden. Don't get a bad deal. Get a beer deal. Because why pay more? See you for details. Near Ready Mix is a regional supplier of Ready Mix concrete serving eight counties in northeast Arkansas. High quality products with dependable service, residential, and commercial. Near Ready Mix is looking for qualified individuals to join our team with openings in Jonesboro, Paragold, and Blyville. Qualifications include DOT health card and CDL Class B with air brake. New competitive pay structure sign-on bonus health care and 401k. Call 870-935-6327. Near Ready Mix, that's 935-6327. And like Near Ready Mix on Facebook. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Come on, Northeast Arkansas. If you need a tractor, I've got fresh inventory of Massey Ferguson compact and utility tractors arriving daily. Knock out those summer projects today with no money down and 0% interest for seven years. Don't wait. Heck, we'll even bring it to you and fill it up with diesel. Come see us at any of our three locations in Hoxie, Highland, or Jonesboro and check us out online at coximplement.com. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. Your wedding deserves a beautiful 
beautiful classic venue to spotlight your love story. Kingsman Estate is the perfect and newest venue in Northeast Arkansas. A lush, rolling estate with a pond, island, gazebo, and Victorian-inspired home where you can dance the night away and dream of your wedding day for years to come. A luxe bridal suite awaits you and your bridesmaids, complete with a separate makeup room. And the groom suite is built for fun with a pool table, bar, and you can even fish in the pond before you put on your tux. Call Kingsman Estate today or book a tour to reserve your date. Dates are limited, so call 870-627-3110. Kingsman Estate. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best loan terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Jim's Pawn Shop will take care of you. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate with you for another hour today, about 30 minutes away from a conversation with a voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz. In the meantime, though, we've got some open phone lines at 9303776. We're asking you today, what's the most frustrating loss that you have ever sat through as a fan? You guys are all over the place on this one. I mean that in a good way, by the way. As uh, we've gotten a variety of answers, variety of teams, variety of sports, variety of games. I will tell you though that it seems like some of you, once you've once you've gotten started, you've kind of just went down a wormhole <laughs> of <laughs> of different answers. But uh, we'll get to your answers later. Hopefully, we should have time to do that. But in the meantime, uh, breaking news here from Arkansas State as the Red Wolves have, in fact, released their first depth chart of the season. Had tip here to Region 8 Sports Director Chris Hudgenson, who has put this out on his Twitter. For those of you that would like to see it, that's at Chris Hudgenson. And uh, in what should not be a surprise to anybody who's really been paying attention, there is an or at starting quarterback. It is listed exactly as we thought it would be, James Blackman or Lane Hatcher. Do I think that's because Blackman has the edge? No. I think that's because that's alphabetical order. Yeah. But that is your starting quarterback situation. James Blackman or Lane Hatcher officially on the A-State depth chart. Let's look around here and look at some other spots on offense. Uh, The starting line is a little bit different than we have talked about. And I'm not sure... What the situation is here, if this is due to an injury or some other reason, but uh, or, or whether they just didn't put him on here. But Nick Lewis is not on the week one depth chart for A-State. Nick Lewis, of course, the Kentucky transfer, the guy who is impossible to miss in any situation because he's he's a six foot ten young man. Uh, but he's not listed. So instead, at left tackle, you've got Andre Harris moving over from guard. 
At left guard, that is Ivory Scott. Your starting center is going to be Ethan Miner. Again, I, I know everybody got so accustomed to seeing Jacob Still over there, but Jacob Still is with the twos this year. Ethan Miner, the starting center. At right guard, you've got Justin Dutton. And at right tackle, it's Robert Holmes, the Yukon uh, transfer by way of Austin P. He's been at both programs in his past. So again, from left to right on your offensive line, Harris, Scott, Miner, Dutton, Holmes. From left to right, their backups, Noah Smith, freshman. McAllen Thomas, freshman. Then Jacob Steele, Avery Dimmons, Wyatt Lubke. The other three guys, of course, we have seen before uh, playing. So let's look at wide receiver, all right? Intriguing here. As your starters, listed as Jeff Foreman, Corey Rucker, and Tavalence Hunt. Of course, Foreman and Rucker, we've both seen a, a little bit of. Tavalence Hunt is the TCU transfer that turned heads in spring and fall camp as well. What I think is interesting here is is some of their backups. Hunt's going to be backed up by, by Dahu Green. And if he's healthy, we're going to see a lot of Dahu Green this year. No doubt about it in my mind. But Jeff Foreman's backup is Adam Jones, a.k.a. the coach's kid. And by the way, from what I've heard, he's, he's not on this 2D because he's the coach's kid. He's on this 2D because he's played pretty well. Now, uh, in addition to that, Corey Rucker's backup is listed as Reagan Ely. Reagan Ely, a walk-on true freshman out of, I think, Plant City High School. So a little bit of a surprise there is that was a guy that wasn't really talked about a lot on, on, on signing day, but has picked up some momentum in fall camp and now finds himself on the two deep. At running back, RB1, Marcel Murray, RB2, Lincoln Perry, We'll see some other guys in the mix as well. And at tight end, it's Reed Tyler, Ross Painter. Although I think we're going to see some other guys out on the field as well. Um, he might not be on the depth chart, but I, I at some point we're going to see Sadie Traore. They were really big on Emmanuel Stevenson as well. So that is your offensive depth chart. Again, the big takeaway there, James Blackman or Lane Hatcher listed as your starting QBs. Those are, by the way, the only ors listed, though. The only yeah. or listed on on the two deep. Looking at your defense, your defensive line there. You've got JoJo, a.k.a. Joe Azugo on one end. Kevon Bennett on the other end. Your guys in the middle, Terry Hampton, Vidal Scott. That's not necessarily a big surprise. That's been kind of the way it's, it's looked all fall in terms of who was going to be at that spot. Terry Hampton, a guy who came in as a defensive tackle. And then once they did that scheme switch, he got moved to end, and now he's back at a position where he's going to be more comfortable, and I think he's going to have a good season. The backups there at defensive end, you got Thurman Gathers, Power 5 transfer, T.W. Ayers, who we're all familiar with. Heck, we might see Ayers again at tight end, because why not? And then your backups there at tackle, Quay Mays and uh, John Mincy. Mincy, a Tennessee transfer. Linebacker was one of the biggest questions for me going into the season. Just who would would be there in those roles? Because other than Caleb Bonner, who Butch Jones mentioned almost every single time he was in front of a microphone, we hadn't really heard a lot about that position. And even going back to one of the most recent times where he was in front of a microphone, uh, Butch Jones said that that was a position where there were still a lot of questions at linebacker. So you've got uh, Caleb Bonner starting alongside him, Dane Motley, and... Anthony Switzer. 
So you've got uh, the guy from right down the road, Marion alum Anthony Switzer there, and Dane Motley, who is a redshirt freshman out of Alpharetta, Georgia, home of former Arkansas State undefeated head coach John Thompson. The backups at linebacker, Derek Bean, Cam Jeffrey, Jeff Mario Brown, or Jaden Harris. So I lied to you about the oars. There is a or listed there at backup linebacker. Safety, it's Antonio Fletcher who we've seen a lot of. I think everybody's familiar with what he brings to the table, as well as Taitlin Doss. Their backups listed as Ellery Alexander, Travian Thomas. And then at corner, Jarius Romanic and Denzel Blackwell. Blackwell is a transfer that we haven't talked about a ton. I believe he's from Boston College. The backups at corner, Kenneth Harris or Sammy Johnson, as well as Leon Jones. Leon Jones, uh, the transfer that can pretty much jump off the field the guy who had the what 45 46 inch vertical that we saw this summer so interesting stuff there the kicker is Blake Groupie duh the the punter is Ryan Hansen and the kick returner Marcel Murray I think that look that bodes well in my head because they're not going to put him out there in that role as well unless he is healthy healthy punt returner Lincoln uh, excuse me Leroy DeShazer Lincoln Perry listed as the backup for both. So, again, that is the full Arkansas State depth chart. If you want to take a peek at it, again, I'm reading that from a tweet by Chris Hudgeton, and uh, he's got that posted on, on his social media, so you can take a look at it there. So the biggest takeaway is that we will still be waiting to Saturday until Saturday to see who is actually going to uh, start. Uh, big news here, actually. So this is this is incredibly interesting. For much of this fall, we saw Nick Lewis there at left tackle. And as we just mentioned, he is not on the week one depth chart. The Rivals portal reporting right now that he has entered the transfer portal. So if you were looking to see Nick Lewis, the Kentucky transfer, on this A-State offensive line, well, that ship appears to have sailed. Not sure what's happened there in the past few weeks that he has decided to leave the program, but it definitely explains his absence on the depth chart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does that. That is, uh, wow, again, breaking news there. Offensive line going to look a little bit different than, than we originally thought. Nick Lewis has entered. The transfer portal. Uh, we'll let everybody think about that news for a second. Again, that was that was unexpected. And uh, let's check in with Zach on the Ritter Communications Hotline. What's up, Kara? What's up, man? Not much. How are y'all? Good. You doing all right? Pretty good. Pretty good. Not bad for a Tuesday. Uh, what's been the hot topic today? What's the most frustrating loss you've ever set through as a fan? That's the KavanaughCars.com question. Oh, man. Oof. Lord mercy! Like in 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 person or on? What's uh, watching it in general? Uh, watching it in general. Oh wow! Well, I'll always go back to the Patriots' uh, two losses to the Giants. That was frustrating. Of course, the Eagles' loss was frustrating because that was Tom Brady's best game statistically. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty hot pill to swallow. Um, speaking of Patriots, saw where they just cut Cam Newton earlier. They did. You know, this is the second former Heisman Trophy winner that's been cut uh, in the offseason. Kibo got cut, what, last week? 
a couple weeks ago. He got cut after their first preseason game. I think he did did, he did not look good. I don't know if he yeah. made it through one or two, but it was yeah, it was it was not not good. And it can be as a former league MVP. I mean, uh, I know they want to get give Davis a shot at QB, but why not keep him as a backup if that's the route you want to go? I mean, how good is their backup to Mac Davis? I mean, was he just uh, was a, you think it had something to do with his attitude or what? I I have no idea. I don't know if it is is attitude. I don't know if it was vaccination status. I don't know if it was contract status. Uh, there could be several different factors that played into that. I will say this. Being on the roster with the Patriots, it's kind of like being a cast member on Game of Thrones. You know, it don't matter how big a role you have, you could be killed off in any minute. You know, I, I, will, I will say that. Even Birdie, you know, uh, Belichick wanted to, wanted to get rid of Birdie and keep Jimmy G a couple years ago. But, yeah, it don't matter. Like I said, I think anybody's, uh, anybody could go at any time if you're a member of that uh, Patriots uh, roster. We all agree. I think that's true of the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. What's been y'all's uh, two most frustrating losses? UCA. The third. UCA? 2016. Oh, yeah, that's coming up here, what, next, this weekend, doesn't matter. Rematch, huh? It is. No doubt. Kate, would, your, would 2011 uh, NBA Finals be one of yours? Uh, no, I wouldn't. No, probably not. Probably not. What would come to mind for you? Uh, the first one that came to mind was 2019 Ole Miss and Texas A&M because that was the end okay. of that was the end of Matt Luke. That was uh, that was Ole Miss played the best defensive game they played all year, couldn't score, and it was just mm-hmm. that's the maddest I've ever been after a game in my life. So, I got you. That's that's a good answer. I'll tell you what, Kara. I know when it comes to mind. Actually, too, was uh. Any time that the Cardinals had to play the Red Sox in the World Series. You know, Not a good series, yeah. I mean, they just, they've had their number. I mean, I was so hyped after the way that they handled the Astros and Roger Clemens in 04 going forward. And then Boston just got the brooms out and just manhandled them. Yeah, but you know? that that's not a frustrating loss to me, to be honest with well, you. Because that, that you go back in time. time you get swept, it's frustrating, Kara. I mean, they, they, you know what I mean? May I finish? May I finish? Yes, ma'am. You made the floor is yours, dear. That was like a team of destiny. And was it a good series, a well-played series, anything like that by the Cardinals? Absolutely not. And it's always going to be disappointing when your team gets that far and doesn't manage to, to cross the, the ultimate, the final hurdle. But that was a little bit of a, a team of destiny. So I don't, that's not one of those where I, I still kind of get in my feels about it and get frustrated about it. Now, the, the most recent Red Sox win, over the Cardinals in the World Series, that's a lot more frustrating to me because for the life of me, after one game in that series, why do you keep pitching to David Ortiz? That dude batted like 800 in that series. So the the, the 2013 win, far more triggering <laughs> than than right. 2004. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Note to self, never interrupt Carol when she's in the middle of a rant about the Red Sox and Cardinals. There you go. All right, guys, we'll uh, Cade. Play some interstate, man, because that was a hell of a closing by Kara. See you guys. See ya. 9303776, the number to call. I'll tell you what, we need to go ahead and, and hit pause here. We're continuing to take your thoughts on our KavanaughCars.com question again. Uh, what is uh, the most frustrated you've ever been after a loss? But also take your feedback on Nick Lewis to the transfer portal, your feedback on the newly released. Arkansas State depth chart as well. So the floor is yours when we come back. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone.
The Ritter Communications Hotline is open now on Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. Call 930-3776. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and Sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Red Wolves fans, it's football time in Jonesboro, and we can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher throws for Perry in the end zone. It's caught. Touchdown, Lincoln Parrott. And the Red Wolves regain the advantage. Reserve your seats today. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. What's your favorite place in the natural state? Show us. Enter Farmers and Merchants Bank's My Favorite Place in the Natural State Photo Contest, and you could win one of three big gift baskets packed full of Arkansas-made products. Enter through midnight September 19th at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Enter the My Favorite Place in the Natural State Photo Contest with three gift baskets awarded full of great products made in Arkansas. Brought to you by 95.3 The Ticket and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Brad Bobo. If you haven't joined us for The Drive, you're missing sports talk done a different way. We shine the spotlight on local people making sports news, especially our high school coaches and athletes. We also cover sports stories from across the state and the nation. And, of course, we bring you tons of Red Wolves coverage and talk with folks around the Sunbelt Conference. Come see why sports news breaks on The Drive. Weekdays afternoons from 3 to 6 on Northeast Arkansas Sports Authority, 95.3 The Ticket and AM 970 KNEA. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Cade with you. It's the most frustrated you've been after a loss by your team. That's our KavanaughCars.com question. KavanaughCars.com. Great place to start the search for your next new or new to you vehicle, you're not going to get frustrated there. Because everything is so easy for you. It's all of their inventory right there online, but there's so many other ways they can help you throughout the car buying process as well. You can go ahead before you ever get to the dealership and find out what your trade is appraised for. 
Uh, before you ever get to the dealership, you can go ahead and get pre-approved. So you knock out that step before you have to worry about rolling up. Uh, just so much you can do right there at CavanaughCars.com. 9303776, the number to call. Uh, Ten minutes away from a conversation with voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Soltz. Looking forward to that. We'll get his thoughts on this week one depth chart. Again, the two biggest takeaways from what we saw announced. One, there is not a starting quarterback listed. It's James Blackman or Lane Hatcher. And then two, uh, Nick Lewis is nowhere to be found. He was the guy who was expected to start at left tackle there on the offensive line. In fact, he had been running with the ones for, for most of fall camp, to the best of my knowledge. And was not on the depth chart that was released about 20 minutes ago. And then lo and behold, almost immediately after that, you start seeing tweets from uh, the different people, sites, what have you, that cover the transfer portal. And he has entered the transfer portal. So that explains why his name is not on the depth chart. Because he ain't on the roster. So, kind of kind of important news there, it seems like. But uh, 9303776, the number to call. One quick note on A-State before we shift gears. I'll tell you what, we're going to talk just a little bit of baseball while we've got time here. But I uh, do want to remind everyone that the season premiere of Live with the Red Wolves is tomorrow at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. So, uh, so much is, is, is the same. You're still going to hear from a head coach, even though it's going to be Butch Jones. You're still going to hear from a player guest. Uh, that'll be decided before the show each week. You're still going to be able to hear it on 107.9 K-Fine and your K-Fine app. Uh, and it's going to be at Lost Pizza. But yes, the, the date has changed. The time has changed. The coach has changed. Uh, but that is tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Attention members and guests is when you'll be able to go out and catch that at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. So looking forward to that. Again, so many ways to catch it. Just go and watch it in person. Listen on K-Fine or on your app. 930-3776, the number to call. Uh, was not frustrated by the Cardinals <laughs> last <laughs> night. So that was a nice, pleasant change. First time for everything. Yeah, yeah. The first time, definitely the first time this week. I really do feel like more and more with this team, it's just, I, I feel like I'm in a glass case of emotion. Every time I'm just, I'm just done, I'm ready to be over it, I'm mad like I was yesterday. Then they put together a really good game, uh, a solid game at least, like we saw last night. Um, I still want to see more from this Cardinals offense because three runs is every night is not enough to get it done. But there were some real positives to take away from last night's game. One, I, I'm really, I guess, somebody just needs to bring me a plate of crow uh, with a side of ranch for my initial thoughts on John Lester and Jay Happ. I hated those acquisitions at the trade deadline. Jay Happ has been great. John Lester did not start as smoothly as Jay Happ did in the rotation. But he certainly pitched a big game last night. One hit while he pitched into the seventh inning. At one point in time, he sat down 16 in a row. You will t- Everybody will take that from their starting pitcher. He was very good in that game last night. He has played in many big games over the years. And he stepped up last night when it mattered. Goldie homered. And... All of a sudden, Cardinals are within two games, two and a half games of Cincinnati for the second wild card. I I keep trying to ride this team off, but I think it's just, it's not so much that St. Louis is good or St. Louis is bad. I just don't know if anybody wants to win that second wild card. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's it as much as anything else 
with uh, with this St. Louis team. It's just nobody is really seizing all of these opportunities. But the Cardinals did as, as good as they could last night. Uh, one of the big interesting storylines going into the game was how the bullpen was going to be handled with the fact that there was no way in the world that Alex Reyes was going to get a save opportunity. But we saw TJ McFarlane come in and uh, handle his role well after Lester's night was done. Garcia came in, got the last out of the eighth, and it was Giovanni Gallegos who pitched the ninth inning. And he was very solid, his third save of the season. So now we'll see if the Cardinals can continue to gain ground on the Reds. It's it's a 540 first pitch tonight on 95.9 The Wolf. So I'm excited to see this one. I've, I've bought back in. I'm back on the bandwagon today. <laughs> so let's see how mad I'll be when we get here tomorrow. Do you want uh, breaking Bishop, Bishop Sycamore news? Not yet. Okay. Because we've got breaking Bishop Sycamore news. We've got so much to get into in the past 24 hours with Bishop Sycamore that <laughs> yes. I don't want to start with the big news because we've got to go through all of the twists and turns. And we're probably, to really be able to dive into that like we need to do, we're not going to be able to do that until the last segment today. Okay, we'll, we'll tease that for about 20 minutes from now. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline. Check in with D-Money. How are you? Doing good. Got a bunch of information for you here. Okay. Uh, Tulane, like you said, they have moved their game to Oklahoma, their students are being uh, bused to Houston right now, the regular students, and being put on planes and being sent home. Their entire semester will be done online. So, team, I haven't the foggiest notion. Um, Yeah, the Dome didn't get damaged nearly as bad as it did in Katrina, but I grew up there and still have a ton of family down there. There is a lot of damage. Yeah, there's nothing good that's going on right now. They still don't have power either. It's it's bad. I mean, they, my my brother in law, his mom and dad, they lost their roof. There's trees down everywhere. So yeah, the Saints playing there probably not going to happen. My guess is probably going to be either San Antonio or going to be up in Baton Rouge at Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I mean they've already put out that they're probably not going to be there throughout the month of September. Sports is such an afterthought right now in that community. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a mess. I. You know, I didn't. I didn't have contact with my dad for thirty six hours, and it like that drove me crazy. Oh gosh! And yeah, my parents' house got damaged very badly. They had a tree come down on the back back side of their house. Are they okay? Is, yeah, they're fine. Okay. They're uh, they're being evacuated. My uh, my stepbrother's taking care of them. But I'd appreciate any thoughts and prayers for sure. a lot of family members. My uh, my aunt, my uh, sister in law, her house has been damaged extensively, and it's it's pretty bad down there. It really is. It. They're not talking about it too much on the news, but it's it, it, you didn't have the flooding like the Katrina, but the damage is, is bad. It really is. Appreciate the update, so, D-Money. Also, too, uh, another little thing for you. The with Nettleton was supposed to be played this weekend. has been moved to September 17th. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into that here in just a little bit when we go through our high school slate uh, for all the games we have yeah. coming up. But again, D-Money cut out on us there. No Nettleton at, in Pocahontas this weekend. I want, and you're talking about painful things to sit through. The entire first year of Mike Shula at Alabama, 4-13. and 13, They had Tennessee 4th and 19, and Casey, what's his name, ran for 20 yards on a first down. And extended the game, and Tennessee beat Alabama. That like was put just a, a spike through my heart because I hate Tennessee so just so much. 
Have you recovered? No, I, I'm, I still have emotional baggage <laughs> off of it. I can still see that dude running down the field, and he juked, uh, he juked one of the safeties and left him hanging there. And, uh, yeah, I, I still have nightmares about it. I wake up in a cold sweat. Uh, I spit at anything orange. Yeah, I, I still have, uh, I still have bad, bad memories of that. Well, we apologize for bringing those up today, but we do appreciate the, the updates and the info, D-Money. And can I say one more thing? Yeah. Chuck, when are you getting the Michigan tattoo? This is a bet from the national championship game. He's supposed to get a Michigan tattoo on his middle finger. He bet tattoos on the game. I, I, I want to see the tattoo, Chuck. Bring it on, buddy. Come on now. Good luck with that, D-Money. Thanks for shouting at us Have today. a good day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stay right here on the Ritter Communications Hotline and shout at Jeremy. How are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? Hey, doing great. Thanks for calling. Well, am I going to steal your um, breaking news thunder when I tell you the breaking news that Cam Newton is signed with Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> is <laughs> is that it's the latest breaking news? Uh, as it's, it's, a, it's a joke that's going around <laughs> the Internet, but I got a pretty good laugh out of it. So, uh, not um, bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. Hey, um, I was going to talk a little bit about the depth chart. Um, I'm going to be honest. That. First of all, on the or on quarterback, I hope this is the only time all season long that we see the word or listed for our starting quarterback. I, I don't know who it's going to be. I hear one thing, then I hear another, and I, my guess is it's going to be James Blackman. Uh, that is just based on chatter. I hear more people tend to think that way, but wh- whoever it is, I hope it stays that way, and I hope we don't see an or like we did for 12 games of, yeah. of last year, or, or 11, however many we played, 11. Um, but I am concerned about the Nick Lewis deal. I, I'm curious to hear more about that. But a guy who's been working as the first-team left tackle is all of a sudden not with the team anymore. You can't really spin that as a positive because if, I mean, obviously the coaches thought he was our best option there. He wouldn't have been working there. Instead, we've wasted a lot of practice reps yeah. on a guy who's not going to play with him. Now, this so. was the last updates I heard with him at the ones were about a week and a half ago. And Butch okay. Jones did mention at that point in time that he was, you know, possibly moving some guys into some different spots, seeing how they would fit, including, you know, moving Harris out to tackle from guard. So, so maybe something happened in the past week and a half. Maybe he lost his spot. Maybe these other guys outperformed him. And then since he was not a, uh, named a starter, he decided to enter the portal. Now, this is all massive, massive amounts of speculation. I, I truly don't know what the story is, is here. But I'm, I'm, I guess in my head I'm trying to spin it in a positive way because we don't know. So I don't want to necessarily be too doom and gloom about it until we have more information. Yes, that would that would definitely be the best case scenario if that you know he just happened to get got uh, get beat out by Andre Harris and a guy who's played guard for you know pretty much his entire career is now sliding out to tackle and I'm I'm just curious to see how that works out. Yeah. I I really liked Andre Harris as a guard and I thought that made us really strong in the interior offensive line and I I don't I don't know how this is going to work but um that, to me that is that is a huge deal because. How are we play on the offensive and defensive lines this year is going to determine everything. Um, I didn't get to answer your question yesterday. Um, I had us. Um, I'm hanging out between the seven and the eight line, and I don't really know where to fall. I think we're going to get one of the two between Tulsa and 
Memphis. I'm leaning toward Tulsa just because I think we'll be more ready. I think we'll get maybe one of the three between App State, Coastal, and uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we'll settle in 7-8 kind of range. 8 gotcha. would be a terrific year. Seven's kind of where I see it landing. But all the national pundits, I actually heard Phil Steele on a, a interview earlier today. He says we're on the 4-5 line. So um, any of that would be exceeding the expectations. So We'll see how uh, it goes. You, you want me to take a stab at the uh, the <laughs> most disheartening loss? There's There's been quite a few. Um, certainly the, the UCA loss was up there. The Western Kentucky loss that effectively ended um, Steve Roberts' tenure was, was extremely frustrating because I don't know if you remember, we literally lost that game on a reverse in overtime on a two-point conversion. But the reason why we got to overtime is because we snapped a punt into our up man, up into the punter's protector, and snapped the ball into his helmet, and that ruined the fourth quarter of that game. Um, last year's loss to uh, South Alabama at home was pretty gut-wrenching. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a game that we were still in bowl contention. Okay, so we ended up with four wins. We thought we were going to play Incarnate Word at the end of the year for a chance at a fifth, so... To me, you know, South. You beat South Alabama. You you have a winning season. You know, you have a 500 season and um, a chance to, um, you know, go bowling. But those two losses under Blake to South Alabama the last two years have both been incredibly gut wrenching. And I hope we don't see it this year. Hope hope we. The thing I want to see on this team is I want us to beat UCA, Louisiana Monroe, Texas State, South Alabama those four, and then find some way to get some others after that. But just beat those teams that you have more talent than, um, and uh, and that'll be an improvement. Jeremy, thanks for the phone call today. We appreciate it. Thank you all. Bye. Hey, uh, keep it here. We'll be back in a moment. We're going to check in with Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, right after this on The Ticket. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Hey, everybody, it's Matt Stoltz. And Brad Bobo. So everybody seems to have a podcast these days, and, well, we've decided to join the party. Starting in August, we'll release a new episode every Tuesday. Of course, we'll talk about what's going on with the Red Bulls, but we'll also be able to talk about some things we might not always get to. That's right. We'll have interviews behind the scenes info tell plenty of stories and have a whole lot of fun as we talk about everything a state it's the second to none podcast presented by simmons bank new episodes every tuesday wherever you get your podcast it's john g for george kale motors in newport have you ever been to a car dealership and a salesperson chases you around like you stole something at george kale motors we won't chase you around or lie in front of your car to make you stop but we will try to do everything we can to make you comfortable and enjoy your shopping experience. We offer great selection, great prices, and exceptional service after the sale. View our entire inventory at georgekalemotors.com or come see us at Newport off Highway 67, Exit 85, GMC, and George Kale Motors. We are professional grade. It's finally everyone's favorite season of the year, grilling season. And the meat shop at Mountain Home has all your favorites fully stocked and ready to go. Filets, ribeyes, chuckeye steaks, chicken grillers, bacon-wrapped jalapenos, and always the world-famous 93.7 Ground Chuck. Burgers, dogs, buns, charcoal. Don't forget the seafood selection with lobster tails, shrimp, salmon, and stuffed flounder. 
and extensive selection of seasonings, cold domestic beer, and local craft favorites. Open Monday through Saturday, 8 until 5.30. The Meat Shop, Fountain Home, curbside service and delivery available. 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket is adding another hour of local programming. Hey, this is Cade Carlton starting August 23rd. Join me and Andrew Bowen every weekday from 2 to 3 right here on The Ticket for our newest show, The Setup. We'll talk all things A-State, college sports, professional sports, and whatever else the topic of the day might be. And we'll interview a wide variety of guests from local and national levels. It's The Setup weekdays 2 to 3 right here on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. Football is here, and this promises to be the biggest high school season ever here at the EAB Sports Network. Here's the rundown. Catch Jonesboro Golden Hurricane football on 95.3 and 96.9 The Ticket. The Nettleson Raiders are on 94.1 Bob FM, while the Valley View Blazers can be heard on 101.3 News Talk KBTM. And this year, we welcome Brooklyn to the EAB family with every Bearcats game airing on 101.7 KISS FM. Then once the games go final, you can tune into the ticket for the Cavanaugh Auto Group's Friday Night Lights High School Scoreboard Show to get all the final scores, plus hear from coaches and broadcasters around the area. It's just one more way the EAB Sports Network is bringing local action to area fans. Our high school football coverage is brought to you by First National Bank, NEA Baptist Hospital, Real Estate Nate, Jonesboro Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, and St. Bernard's. From pregame coverage at 6 30 right through the final scores we've got you covered don't miss high school football action each friday night right here on this eab sports network station giving you 110 percent and taking it one show at a time here's kara ritchie all right uh, i was about to say home stretch here on the birthday red zone totally not 136. It's not even close to that, but the music's still, I'm easing into it. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlson with you in the studio. You're still figuring out that. I've got to, I've got to change it back. New music. I've got to change it back. There's, okay. It's just ridiculous. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz here with us. It is the home stretch. I mean, you're less than 30 minutes out. But it's not the final segment. For a long okay. time, it was the final segment. <laughs> that's, that's where the confusion comes in. Because if I get in my head that it's the final segment, I'm going to forget to take our last break. I'm going to be in trouble. Can't, Don't can't do let that. that. Can't let that happen. Can't let that happen. Got to take care of our advertisers. Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, walks into the studio with the depth chart in his hand. I I do have the depth chart. It was just released for Arkansas State football. All right, so we'll save the quarterback question for a moment because, again, as we've discussed, it's listed as or on the depth chart, so not anything necessarily there that's, that's super illuminating. But uh, I feel like the offensive line probably one of the most interesting Spots of news that just came out. Um, Nick Lewis looks like he has departed the team. He was a guy that I think a lot of people expected to see on there, the Kentucky transfer. But I- I'm interested in what you think about Andre Harris moving over a-, a position after he's been there at guard for so long. Well, he's got the body that can play tackle. And one thing that we talked about even before guys like Nick Lewis and Robert Holmes came in as transfers was – the depth and experience of this offensive line. And and there is. There's a ton of experience. And Andre Harris has started 31 games in his career at Arkansas State. He started all of them to this point at left guard. Now he'll move to tackle now. And there's zero doubt in my mind he, he can do a great job at that position. And then you've got a guy in Andre's former spot, at left guard, just moving over from the right side. Ivory Scott's been the right guard. 
the last couple of years. In fact, he started every game the last two seasons. So there's a guy with 24 career starts moving from right guard to left guard. And then Ethan Miner has won the position at center, and I think that's kind of what everybody expected coming in. Even though Jacob still has started 40-some-odd games in his career, he knows that Ethan Miner is a guy that is kind of up and coming. And, you know, I fully expect Jacob still to be a part of this offense and get reps, but Ethan will be the starting center. And he was a guy that started in the win last year at Kansas State and played a lot of reps last year, uh, kind of relieving uh, Jacob at that center role. So you feel comfortable there. Then you, you you move over into that right guard position. Justin Dutton is listed as the starter. I have to go back and look, just see how many starts he has in his career, but he started before. Yeah. So uh, there you, you have some more experience. And then Robert Holmes is listed as the right tackle. And look, Robert Holmes had been playing some at guard, because this Andre thing was coming, you know, they were going to move him out to tackle anyway. And, you know, they had moved Holmes here in the last oh, little bit from tackle to guard. But most of preseason camp, Robert Holmes has been playing at that right tackle position. And this is a guy that has a good amount of experience already in college football. He started his career at UConn. He played at Austin P a year ago where he was a second team uh, Ohio Valley selection. So, look, I would have liked to have had Nick Lewis there, and he was pretty, you know, having a 6'10 tackle is yeah. just something you don't see every day. I don't know what the circumstances are, but believe me when I say this should still be a very, very good offensive line. I think you just talked some people down a little bit, including, my, I, I including was, myself. Talk this all down to off help the ledge. Out Jeremy, I heard him. <laughs> when I was coming back from the press conference. So, Jeremy, I hope you feel better. All right. I know. I can't speak for him, but I know. I know I do. Uh, you look at this offensive depth chart, and for the most part, it's it's a lot of familiar names, not too many surprises there. Again, we don't necessarily see the decision at uh, at quarterback yet, but there are a couple of new names at uh, at receiver backups there on the depth chart, and, and Adam Jones and Reagan Ely. I know you've seen these guys a little bit in action in the scrimmage, and your thoughts on on those players. Well, going back to the first scrimmage, one of the first names that Coach Jones mentioned afterwards was Reagan Ely, and this is this walk-on 5'9 wide out that you'll see in the slot, and he was all over the place. He looked great, and Coach Jones really bragged about him. He's won some playing time, and he is listed as uh, a number two receiver uh, on this depth chart. And then Adam Jones, who's Coach's son, and and by the way, they're one of nine father-son combinations in the FBS this year, but Adam looks like he belongs. I mean, he played in all six games last year at Central Michigan. He's transferred here, and you know, I can tell you that there's been practices where he has made some Fantastic catches and uh, great speed, great hands. He he belongs as part of that receiving core, and you should see a lot of number eleven on on Saturday. I would think on defense, I'm just, I'm really excited about the defensive line for for numerous Me reasons. <laughs> but you look at the ends there. You've got the transfers in in JoJo and Kavon Bennett. Uh, you've got Terry Hampton that moves over from end back to his more natural position there at, tam- at, at tackle. You add in Vidal Scott. I mean, what's what are you looking at from this? Looking for from this unit? This well, year? number one, we're back to a four-man front, yeah. which I think 
our entire fan base is excited about yes. that move. And, and look, defending the previous coaching staff, that was a move kind of made out of necessity a couple of years ago, midway through the season, just because of the personnel that was available. So going back to a four-man front, I think, is huge. And when you look at teams around this league that have had success, and in particular over the course of the last five or ten years where the level of play has been raised so much, it's been those teams with great defensive lines that have had uh, you know the the most success in the Sun Belt Conference, and that starts at Arkansas State. We've had some fantastic defensive yeah. lines with those teams that were winning conference championships and going to bowl games every year. I think we're back to that now. And you know, you mentioned Kavon Bennett. Look, I, I don't I don't want the expectations to just be you know uh, too much for him. Sky high and but I think I think that. He's a guy that wants those expectations up there. When you watch him play, he's so quick off the line. He's so strong. He looks like a defensive player of the year type guy. And, you know, I, I would think that if he goes out there and performs the way that he's capable of, he'll be in that conversation. But uh, I think he's a game changer. Uh, you, know, you mentioned uh, Azuwu at the other defensive end spot. He, you know, he's had a, a long college career to this point uh, at North Texas and had a lot of success uh, during his time there. So you bring him in. I like those tackles you mentioned uh, with Hampton and uh, Vidal Scott. But behind them, uh, you got to like the depth. Yeah. Because, look, Quay Mays is a West Virginia transfer. He's he's a backup at defensive tackle. And John Mincy rotates in a lot. He's a big body, another Tennessee transfer uh, that that has come in. So look out for him. And then at, at those end spots, you've got Thurman Gathers, who's a transfer from Louisville. I mean, you, you look at the big power five transfers, most of them, that kind of stand out are on the defensive line. And Thurman Gathers is one of those guys you'll see a lot out there backing up a defensive end. And, look, we know what T.W. Ayers yeah. was starting to show last year. I can't wait to see what he does now as a full-time defensive end. He'll be in there a, a lot now. So I really, really like uh, this entire position group. Any insight to who will take the first snap of the game? <laughs> At quarterback on Saturday. Well, look, I mean, everybody can take their guess. You know, Coach Jones is is keeping that close to the vest right now. And, and you know, he, I, I see the reasons why he's doing it. Obviously, they're tough enough to prepare for right now. Yeah. Uh, with all the newcomers that have come in and a, a new coaching staff, what I kind of picked up from the press conference this afternoon was – you know, he's just going to see how the game goes as to whether or not two quarterbacks play. It sounds like whoever goes out there first will be the guy. He says he do, he doesn't know if we'll see two quarterbacks out there or not, but it it doesn't sound like there's going to be any kind of rotation. Whoever the guy is, that sounds like it will be uh, uh, the player for for the. Uh, well, for most of the game, hopefully, you know, we are able to play some yeah. other guys uh, later on. But uh, that's kind of 
Kind of what I, I took from the press conference this afternoon. Thoughts on UCA before we get you out of here today? I think they're a really good team. And I thought they were a good team last year. They've got most of their roster back. I think Nathan Brown does a fantastic job there. Uh, You look at the preseason polls, they're ranked 13 and one. They're 14 and another. Uh, They've got a big-time wide receiver uh, duo with uh, Tyler Hudson and uh, Dewan Winningham. We saw them in in here uh, last year. And – I mean, they're both preseason All-Americans. So, and it, you know, it doesn't matter uh, what level these guys are on. They they can play on the FBS level and, and be big-time contributors. So, I think it's a challenge for our secondary out of the gate. Braylon Smith is back at quarterback. We saw him last year. He threw for over 300 yards in this game. Um, it's going to be a test. I mean, they are a very good FCS opponent that, that's coming in here and obviously their season opener too and you know they want to make a, a statement and Nathan Brown mentioned in his uh, kind of his zoom yesterday his press conference that you know they see this as you know kind of an opportunity like 2016 he talked about how you know how big of an effect it had on their program as a whole, not just recruiting, but just kind of energizing their program after that win five years ago. And obviously the Red Wolves, you know, had a a blowout win last year, and at least it turned into that. But, you know, this is a UCA team that is capable of coming in and, and winning this game if the Red Wolves don't do what they need to do and don't protect the football. So we'll see. And, yeah, I know you were looking back at that 2016 game earlier what I remember, you know, five turnovers. You yeah. can't just go minus five in turnovers and expect to uh, beat a good football team. And, and that that is what lost the Red Wolves that particular game. They can't do anything like that on Saturday. Kickoff Saturday at 6 o'clock on 107.9 K-Fine in your K-Fine app. Of course, also at Centennial Bank Stadium. So you might as well come hang out. Pre-game coverage starts at 4. It's going to be a great day. It is going to be a great day. And I hope that you have a very fun edition of – Wolf howls after the game. Not better. 2016 is still too depressing to think about. <laughs> we got to take one more break. We'll do it. We'll come back, get you up to date with all your uh, latest Bishop Sycamore news. That's on the way. Keep it here on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station is 95.3, the ticket. Patrick going deep right side, looking for Green. He's open, caught. Touchdown, Dahoo Green from 49 yards out. The Butch Jones era begins this Saturday as the Red Wolves open the season at home against the Bears of UCA. And once again this year, your flagship home for A-State football is 107.9 K-5. Coverage from Centennial Bank Stadium begins Saturday at 4 with the Mid-South Ford Dealers Tailgate Show. That's followed by the Centennial Bank pregame show at 5 and kickoff at 6. And stay tuned after the game for Wolf House, presented by Baird Auto Group, live from the Embassy Suites Jonesboro. A-State football is sponsored in part by Hytrill, Vision Care Center, First Security Bank, Hilltop Family Dentistry, J.T. White Hardware and Lumber, Crown Limousine, Magnet Motor Company, Elite Eye Care, Hijinks, Arkansas State University, Max Prairie Wings, NEA Golf Cars, Mr. T's, and Renner Communications. We're not playing second fiddle to Memphis and Little Rock anymore. Jonesboro's the car capital of the Mid-South, and Central Toyota is leading the way. 
Save up to $750 on a 2021 Toyota RAV4. Or take advantage of 2.49% financing for up to 72 months. Plus, let your favorite Central Toyota salesperson put you behind the wheel of a certified pre-owned vehicle today. Central Toyota, home of meter beat pricing. Stadium Boulevard in Jonesboro and online at centraltoyota.com. With approved credit, see dealer for details. Whether it's football or football, Play It Again Sports can get you ready for the field or the pitch this season. Go by Play It Again for football or soccer cleats, pads, shin guards, socks, even helmets. And of course, if you need a ball for practice at home, Play It Again has those too. And don't forget to bring your used equipment by Play It Again and turn it into cash. No matter if you're playing America's game or the beautiful game, the season is here. And that means it's time for you to get by Play It Again Sports at Highland and Caraway in Jonesboro. Who remembers opening a checking account and selecting checks to fit your style? Well, now you can do the same thing with your debit card at the Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Whether your passion is nature, athletics, or even fashion like leopard print or tie-dye, drop by your favorite branch or look online at mebanking.com to see all our new designer debit card selections. The Bank of Fayetteville and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, saving the best for last today on the Workday Red Zone, although unfortunately we do not have the time to give the story the attention that it properly deserves. Because in the past 24 hours, the plot has thickened in terms of Bishop Sycamore how they ended up playing on ESPN, who in the world is in charge of that team, who is playing on that team, and just who is to blame on the fact that somehow they ended up playing two games in the span of about 72 hours, and one of them was nationally televised. There still do not appear to be many clear answers on any of these questions. But I can tell you, if you want to learn more about (laughs) Bishop Sycamore, a.k.a. the team that got waxed by IMG Academy on ESPN on Sunday, I would highly recommend you have uh, you head to awfulannouncing.com because yesterday they put out an excellent breakdown about how they somehow ended up on ESPN when they are basically a fake school with <laughs> players who are primarily JUCO dropouts with a coach who currently has a warrant out for his arrest. Uh, they have a good breakdown. Now, it's still not the end of the story as supposedly now Bishop... Sycamore has fired their head coach following the loss, although that's kind of a weird situation because if the team or the school hardly, barely even exists, who fires the coach? But supposedly he's now out of a job. So I don't know if they're going to go hire Bud Kilmer or what (laughs) to be the next coach of Bishop Sycamore, but uh, that continues to just be... An insane story. And one where I'm kind of... Not that you have to blame somebody for a situation like this, but... 
who's to blame for this? This it's wild. You put players in danger. It's a fictional school. Nobody knows what's going on. I have no idea what's about to happen next. It's been a wild forty-eight hours since. It just keeps getting wilder and weirder and crazier. I did uh, today while I was supposed to be doing show prep. Go ahead and make a Bishop Sycamore. 2021 Super Bowl Champions t-shirt, so look for that to hit Twitter. I might <laughs> I might sell those. I'm kidding. I can't sell those. But I would wear one if anybody else is going to make one for like the eight other people who get the joke. <laughs> Good times. Today we buy fast. Appreciate everybody who called, who commented, texted, tweeted. Always appreciate your responses. Appreciate Voice of the Red Wolves, Matt Stoltz, hanging out with us in studio as well. That uh, interview will be up here in just a bit at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by the drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back tomorrow at noon. So for Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Cannot wait to talk to you tomorrow, one day closer to the start of the college football season. Uh, Have a great, great day.